0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: In these pages, we will be surprised to find pieces of our own stories asking us to know ourselves better, realizing that life goes on, filled with hope and work, progress and achievement in every sector of cosmic life, in keeping with God's laws.
0: Dear Kadek listeners, welcome back to the study of "And Life Goes On. My name is Francisca Fiernbach,
1: And I am Mackenzie Mellon.
0: Hi Mackenzie, great to be together again with you.
1: Yeah, that's always, always very good, friend.
0: Yeah, I think so too. So, dear listeners, we're continuing our journey with Evelina and Ernesto. Last week we were talking about um, Chapter 5, Reunion, and we learned that Evelina had discarnated, and in the spirit world, she, right at the end of the chapter, she meets Ernesto again, and today we're going to find out what? They're going to talk about at this reunion in chapter six, entitled "Fraternal Understanding." But before we listen to the reading of it, um, Mackenzie, could you tune us in with an opening prayer, please?
1: Sure. So, if you if you all want and if you can at this moment, you might want to close your eyes so that we can gather our thoughts and focus. On the goodness of the world. On our creator, God. That loves us all. Above everything else. By saying, dear God. It is under your care. That we keep on living. With this prayer today we would like to thank you for your guidance for this care and for this love that we feel every second of our lives even though sometimes we don't understand what is happening and why it is happening to us but by knowing your grace and your love for all of us we understand that it's all For our own good, whatever we are going through. So, thank you for your care, for sending the good messengers to help us, to be beside us, and to have sent to us the message through Jesus and through all the good messengers that came to us to leave your word of peace and of understanding. So may this love that we feel at this moment fill our hearts and our minds with hope and with good wishes and perseverance on a good path so that one day we can all be happy helping each other to grow and to be closer to you.
0: So be it. So be it. And without further ado, let's find out what the fraternal understanding was all about. Chapter six and Life Goes On Enjoy
1: And Life Goes On Chapter six. Fraternal understanding.
0: How long have you been here?
1: Well, actually, I don't know for sure, replied Ernesto, eager to talk. And he continued. I've been thinking a lot about our chat in Posas de Caldas, and I've been hoping to see you again.
0: How very kind.
1: Evelina confided in him about how confused she was feeling. She had woken up in this completely unfamiliar hospital, It was obviously her family's decision. The only thing she remembered clearly was fainting after one of the severest spells she had ever had. In smiling, she remarked that she had actually had the impression that she was dying. How long had she been unconscious? She had no idea. She had regained her senses only after a heavy, dreamless sleep up there in her room on the third floor. Since then, she had been puzzled by the mystery involving the hospital administration's handling of her case, because she had not even been given permission to call her husband. Fantini listened to her closely without saying a word. Around them, people were sitting or walking easily about, or reading or chatting here and there. The extremely diaphanous atmosphere was delightfully scented with the fragrance of roses, forget-me-nuts, jasmines, carnations, begonias, and other flowers amid trees that looked like almonds, ficuses, and magnolias. As Evelina elaborated, Fantini listened to her attentively, nodding in agreement with a strange glow in his eyes. He confessed that he too was troubled. He told her he also had experienced a strange release from himself, except that in his case it happened immediately after the surgery, as he was being taken back to bed from what he could remember. Like Mrs. Serpa, he had experienced the same past memory phenomenon in which he had suddenly been transported back into the past, starting with his astonishment about what was happening at the moment and ending with the first days of his childhood. After that, he had slept soundly. Incapable of explaining how long, exactly, he had been unconscious, he had woken up in this hospital ten days ago. He, too, was puzzled by the rules of the institution because he had not been able to make the least contact with his wife or daughter to whom he had said goodbye in the hospital room a few hours before being taken to surgery. These circumstances filled him with anxiety. She, Evelina, had experienced an enigmatic fainting spell while with her loved ones at home, whereas he had left his family amid agonizing expectations and had been denied any means of communicating with them. He realized that this hospital was not the same one in which he had undergone the surgery. He even doubled that he was still in São Paulo. The sky looked a bit different at night, and the swimming pool he had been used contained highly purified water, although it was understandable that a hospital would have special filters and equipment to treat ordinary water. Ernesto finished his story and asked, Have you been to the hot springs yet? Not yet. You'll understand my amazement when you do, asked Evelina with the playful tone of someone who felt a bit more comfortable.
0: What makes you think I'll be going there?
1: You will. I've heard that hydrotherapy is compulsory here. Fantini smiled meaningfully and stated, each word loaded with concern. Do you know what seems more likely? I suspect that our families had us committed to a psychiatric institution. I don't know a thing about medicine, but I have a sneaking suspicion that our adrenal gland problems have affected our minds. Maybe we have gone mad and are on the verge of complete mental alienation. Segregating us might have been the recommended course of action.
0: What makes you think so?
1: asked Evelina, very pale. Donna Evelina.
0: Just call me Evelina. I insist that we be friends. Actually, more like brother and sister.
1: Sounds good. Agreed Fantini. And he continued. Evelina, wait till you see the odd devices they use to apply rays to our heads before the medicinal bath. And believe me, all the patients have displayed gradual improvement. Since I went to the bath for the first time the day before yesterday, I have felt more lucid and lighter. Much lighter.
0: Haven't you felt more mentally balanced since you woke up?
1: Not really. I was so anxious for a word from my family that I once again fell into a severe crisis. All I had to do was remember my wife and daughter along with the operation and I immediately felt the terrible oppression in my chest and passed out from the pain. Evelina remembered her own experience, but kept silent. She was becoming ever more concerned. Judging from the careful way they have been responding to my questions, continued Fantini, it seems they are trying to keep us in a state of calm and tranquility. I could accept the fact that we have gone through some sort of psychological trauma, and that we are now trying to regain our stability, which we are doing little by little. I think our treatment is purely mental. Just yesterday, I began complaining again, asking to be allowed to communicate with my family. But do you know what the completely self-assured nurse on duty said to me? What? Brother Fantini, don't worry about it. Your family is well aware of your absence. But don't they want to talk to me, or to phone me at least? I asked, and the nurse answered. Your wife and your daughter know they cannot hope to see you at home in the near future. And because I insisted and demanded that something be done, the young woman replied, For the time being, that's all I can tell you.
0: So what have you concluded from all this?
1: Unless I'm completely wrong, I think it's obvious that we have been mentally ill without knowing it, suggested Fantini, almost in good humor again. And I am certain that we are coming back very slowly from mental darkness to the normal state of consciousness. The doctors and nurses around here are completely right for trying to guard us against any type of concern with life on the outside. The smallest sign of affliction on the mental screen of our feelings at the moment, so I believe could maybe do a lot of harm to our emotions and thoughts, much like what occurs with the small distortion that adversely affects the symmetry of electric waves.
0: That's possible.
1: Both of them paused at length. After some time, deeply immersed in his inner world, Ernesto broke the silence. Evelina, before the terrible attack you mentioned earlier, did you talk to a priest? Did he tell you anything? Did he give you any advice? Evelina became frightened in light of the angst in his questions and asked in return,
0: Why? Why do you ask? Whenever I could, I would confess before passing out. But why do you want to know? Are you joking?
1: Fantini was not joking. His eyes revealed undisguised discomfort. Don't worry, I am just asking. He said, tapping the fingers of his left hand on the stool in front of him. Considering the dangerous episodes we have both been through, any kind of help would be welcome. I remembered that you are a religious person and that I am still a man without faith. Ernesto had not yet finished his sentence when a young woman in a group of three people who were strolling not far away collapsed on the ground as if suddenly taken with a violent attack of hysteria, crying out in obvious mental agony.
0: No! I can't stand it anymore! I want my home, my family, my mother! Where's my mother? Open the doors! Criminals! Who here is brave enough to help me pull down these walls? Cops! Call
1: the cops! It was obviously a case of madness, but there was so much suffering in that voice that those sitting nearby stood up in fright. A woman radiating patience and goodness, displaying on her uniform the badge of one of the hospital's nurses, cleared a path through the onlookers who had begun to gather around. She held the distraught girl in her arms like a mother, and without the slightest trace of reprimand, picked her up, saying with the utmost kindness,
0: My child, who told you that you won't be able to go home? that you won't see your mother again. Our doors are always open. Come with me. Ah, sister.
1: Sighed the girl, instantly assured by those kind, strong hands holding her.
0: Forgive me, forgive me. I have no reason to complain, but I miss my mother, my home. How long have I been here without seeing any of my family? I know I'm ill and am receiving the gift of being healed. But why haven't I gotten any news?
1: The nurse listened to her calmly and promised only. You will. Then, putting her caring arm around the girl's shoulders, she finished.
0: But now we must rest.
1: Like someone who had found in her benefactor some memory of the maternal warmth she missed so much, the girl rested her blonde head on the nurse's chest and they left the girl still sobbing. Evelina and Ernesto had run to help the girl and witness to the scene with a mixture of affliction and anguish. Both of them were eager for an explanation. What were they together from the tearful plea of the child suffering from being away from home? What kind of hospital was this? An emergency unit for the mentally disturbed? an institution for the recovery of amnesiacs?" On an impulse of curiosity she could no longer control, Evelina approached a nice-looking woman who had watched the scene attentively, and whose gray hair reminded her of her mother's. She asked discreetly,
0: "'Excuse me, madam, we've never met, but our shared affliction has brought us together. Could you tell us something about that poor, disturbed girl?' ''Who? Me?''
1: asked the woman, and she stated,
0: ''My dear, I know practically nothing about other people's lives here. But listen to me. Do you know where we are? What hospital this is?''
1: The woman got closer to Evelina, who, in turn, stepped back towards Fantini and whispered,
0: ''You don't know?''
1: In light of Mrs. Serpa's undisguised bewilderment, She directed a penetrating glance at Ernesto and repeated the question. And you? We don't know a thing, stated Fantini politely.
0: Well, someone told me that we are all dead, that we are no longer living on the earth.
1: Fantini took a handkerchief from his pocket in order to wipe the sweat that began to run abundantly down his forehead while Evelina staggered, ready to pass out. The stranger supported her and looking very worried suggested,
0: "My dear, compose yourself. We live under strict discipline here. If you show any trace of weakness or rebelliousness, I don't know when you'll be able to come back to this courtyard."
1: "Let's sit down," suggested Ernesto. He offered Evelina his arm, and helped by the woman, they managed to lead her to a nearby bench in a nook under a large ficus where they sat down to rest for a while.
0: Dear listener, I find it quite amusing this last passage where... This woman is asking, Evelina Nenesto, you don't know? I can really imagine because actually the book was made into a film in Brazil. And I'm not so sure whether you can find it on YouTube with English subtitles. Um, but I do remember this scene where it's like, you know people who have a secret, they put their heads together and they whisper and they look around if there's anybody watching them and then it's just like, you know, well, someone told me that we are all dead, that we are no longer living on the earth. And With that information, both Ernesto and Evelina are overwhelmed and they can't take it. So they decide to sit down and rest. And interestingly enough, this theme of rest has been accompanying them because in the hospital where they are right now, they have been told to rest, to... Keep calm. Fantini, and as Fantino says more in the beginning of the chapter, it seems they are trying to keep us in a state of calm and tranquility because he too had been suffering a severe crisis of his physical symptoms or of the symptoms of his disease. due to his longing to be reunited with his family. So, they both had the same experience, but they didn't know what's going on. And in this chapter, they're coming up with all sorts of explanations, like, oh, I'm sure they put us in a mental hospital because they couldn't grasp what they had been studying, or especially what Ernesta had been studying about the life in the spirit world. But he himself still calls, he talks about himself as a man without faith in this chapter. So he had some theoretic knowledge, but because of the sensations they had and they saw each other, we know that they see the perispirit, the physical, uh, the spiritual body, Sorry of each other and the spirits continue they don't understand that they are in a different sphere in a different dimension and despite the strange things that are happening that they are being told and how people behave in that place they try to find a rational explanation for having continued their lives on us because they just don't know any other way, right, Mackenzie?
1: Yeah, friend, that that's a very very interesting point. While you were talking, I was I was imagining that situation. Actually, when we are reading this chapter, it's kind of it's kind of amazing to to think about it because um, we know what's going on, right? We that we are reading, we know what's going on. We we uh, we know that she died. We know that she discarnated, and. It's amazing to see that they don't know that they they can't figure that out by themselves, and why is that, right? It, it, uh, one of the things that that uh, that really makes me makes me think about this. Um, would this happen to me? And. Well, of course we we don't know exactly what's gonna happen i mean how we're we gonna we're we gonna be when we discarnate and so on. we may be confused, we may have this state of you know don't know what's going on and so on but that is is saying in itself um it is really we it's a continuation, and that's what strikes me as most impressive about the the choice of the the title of, of the book right and life goes on so it is really life going on right it is nothing different than what happened. Uh, the only major thing is that oh okay, I was almost dying uh, but then why not think that i'm uh, I was cured? Right, that I received a uh, a type of medication that made me feel better, and then oh, now all of a sudden my body is is back to normal, like like as if it's a, a magical thing, right? But the body is just a a clothing right you mentioned this and you say this uh from time to time and André says that in the beginning of of no solar when it's just a garment that you know stays behind but who, I, who am i that's the big question and despite both of them having some sort of spiritual uh, education in in the least right to, to say to know that they will not die but it doesn't make them really believe in that. So it is as if, you know, oh I believe that I'm not that I'm not gonna die, but what will that feel like? And what they are living right now is that it will feel like as if I am still living. It it will feel like as if I still have my body. It will feel like as if I still have what I am. Uh, It will feel like I am what I am. And then all of a sudden, when it hits you, then, oh, why did I think it would be that much different, that much different? And, of course, that not for all spirits, every experience is the same and we can see andre Luis, for example once again in the beginning of nosolar by it's a completely different experience he was in uh let's say s- something similar to what ernesto happened to ernesto right he died when he was uh having surgery or at least around that same it was different than what evelina had and but ernesto wakes up here in a hospital And Andre didn't wake up in a hospital. So that is different. But if we live lives, let's say, similar to Evelina, similar to Ernesto, and we wake up in a hospital or in a different place, what will I feel? And uh, Evelina and Ernesto here, they are feeling themselves. They remember themselves. How long have you been here? She asks right, She asks Ernesto in the very beginning of the chapter Hey, how long have you been here? So it is as if she had just talked spoke to him uh, a few days ago So it is real life, it is continuation It is something that we will feel and we will know who we are We will remember everything that just happened to me To a certain degree in my previous life And everything will start to come back later on uh, as time passes, and as we are uh, able to take it, because uh, even here in this chapter, and we, we, uh, if you uh, who are listening to us, you didn't read Nosola yet, or uh, if you don't remember, just go back and and check what Andre describes there, but with uh, the remembrance of of previous lives, right? So uh, they they have to go through all this this. Uh, process to try to remember because they might not be able to take those memories and we see it here too they still don't know that they died that they discarnated and they can't take it well at the end of the chapter so imagine if they started remembering not only that they're dead but all everything that happened before and all the knowledge that would have uh, been able to be given to them uh, of previous lives And, and to some Extent and we will know more about this later down in the book uh, about their own lives in this uh, past life in the the one that they just discarnated from right stuff that Evelina I'm sorry that Evelina doesn't know that Ernesto doesn't know and they both don't know about their own lives about what why things happen so all these things will come gradually so if they cannot take it that there's they uh that they are dead yet and we just saw that woman suffering, right? Because she doesn't know what uh she doesn't she can't talk to her mother. Why did she doesn't she call me and the other one that whispers and I loved Francisca's description of that scene. And uh why why does it happen like this? Like we uh we were uh saying before, God does things in a way for us to to really when we are able to take those things, when we are strong enough to know that, when we um, have the ability the capability at that moment to handle that thing, and if we uh, don't handle it, if we don't we choose not to handle that's usually most of or most of the times that's what happens when we don't want to or we think that we aren't capable of then we can go astray but this this idea of they not knowing what's happening it's just because it is not happening right that's that's what it's is interesting about it is that it is not happening they didn't die they are still living and that's what is funny about it in a way quote unquote here the funny side that is what is interesting about it is that we don't die and life goes on so there they are they are trying to figure out and Ernesto even says at one point oh I think we we went crazy this disease that we had I think it has something to do with mental illness and I think we are in a in a facility to treat mental uh, patients, because it's it's uh, there's something wrong the way they treat us, right, friend? You just said that they say that we need to be calm, and usually that's what we hear when we when people talk about uh, facilities that treat people with mental problems. That oh no, we have to keep them calm because maybe they will be angry or maybe this. But this is not the cause. This is not why they are. They want. Uh, these patients and Evelina and Ernesto included, to be calm, right, friend?
0: Yeah, that's right. And uh when I read that again I was just thinking, well, wouldn't it be good for all of us to be calmer in our lives?
1: Oh oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not only for you know, mental patients. It's I guess really it's a it's a good point for us to work on to to stay calm in in facing difficulties and obstacles instead of lashing out or, you know, losing our temper. So because when we are calm, chances are that we are more able to have some clarity in our minds, to analyze the, uh, the situation and to connect to our deeper feelings. So and actually they started their conversation in checking out what had happened to them and um evelina told him that she was really confused because for her she she knows it's an unfamiliar place an unfamiliar hospital but immediately she puts over a story, she, she, you know, she creates a story in her mind to say, oh, no, it must have a family's decision because uh, she remembered that she fainted after one of the severest spells she had ever had. And then smiling, she remarked that she had actually had the impression that she was dying so, in a way, she had some consciousness around her process of discarnation, but because she doesn't believe in it and she doesn't know how life goes on exactly, she dismisses it straight, ala- straight away. She didn't know how long she had been unconscious, but she rem- remembered the sleep. And um she was very puzzled on how she was treated by the kind but firm staff at this hospital, and especially the leaving out of any information regarding her family. And Ernesto completes her experience in telling her, yeah, he too had remembered all stages of his life from early childhood until his surgery. He he just knows that now, at this point, 10 days had been pa- passed since he woke up in the hospital. He, he was pretty anxious because, in a way, he, I think deep down he knows there's something going on. But he, st- he, too, is not ready to accept the new way of living they have in the spiritual world. And when he finishes his story, he asks about the hot springs. Um, and he's really amazed what's going on. Uh, and he says, you know, I've heard that hydrotherapy is compulsory here. So there's always this, this connection that. This, for them, they only know that strictness of rules from a mental hospital on earth, and so he's really concerned, and finally, she accepts him to to call him only just by her first name, Evelina, because she says, "Well, we are you know more like brothers and sisters." And he talks about the odd devices that they use, that they're applying to the head before taking that medicinal bath. Um, And he says after the bath, he's taken two or three baths already, he felt more lucid and lighter. And so he receives this treatment and he he senses the effects, but he still is not able to cope with the new situation. And of course, if nobody tells him, like in, I guess, in clear words, up till the end of the chapter where this woman, but she's very careful as well because I think she has seen other being shocked by the revelation of their death or discarnation, you know that's why she um, is very careful you know someone told me that we are all dead but contrary to, to Evelina he is so anxious because he went to the surgery and then ended up in this strange place, in the spirit world, without him knowing. So he didn't have that time to say goodbye, that time at home, which Evelina had with her family. But he is a bit more aware, I think, than Evelina, because he's, he's analyzing all the things that the nurse tell him, and with him insisting on seeing his family, the reply, he what was your daughter and your wife? No, they cannot hope to see you at home in the near future. But he doesn't—he doesn't get more information than that. And he soothes himself as well because Evelina asked about his conclusions. That, well, I think it's definitely mental disturbance that we're both suffering. He even says, you know, the smallest sign of affliction on the mental screen of our feelings at the moment, so I believe, could maybe do a lot of harm to our emotions and thoughts. And that's exactly what has been happening, right, Mackenzie?
1: Yeah, he couldn't be more right, and yet he cannot put it together with what the nurse just said, just told him. Uh, which Which is very interesting, once again, to... To another reflection to all of us is, we only see what we we want to see. I I should I could say, because you know all the signs are there. If the the woman, if the mother in the the if his not the mother, if his wife and his daughter they they cannot see him in the near future, and he's been there for a while, and he was sick, he was in a surgery. Uh, he was he had he, almost no prognosis of survival, and he can't put it together is because we are in some some way denying that we that we just died that he just died and that's one of the things of course and uh Kardec asks about the, the fear of death on the in the spirit's book, and the spirits say that it's uh, uh, it's a survival instinct, and we have to have that so that we don't seek for it, right? That we don't look for it. Uh, so we want to to be alive. Otherwise, we would not be able to stay here, to learn and to grow, to be to be incarnated. So we have that instinctive fear of of discarnating, you know, of suffering and all and so on. So. Maybe that's what's still kicking in, right? Even though he is uh, already being treated, and he says that you know I've I'm more aware of things. I've been lighter and lighter, as you just described. But he still cannot see it, or maybe he doesn't want to see it. Maybe he knows it, but he doesn't want to to uh, accept it. So it is part of the process. But is uh, it is very interesting that he is he is getting it, it right. He's just not not saying that he is he, he thinks that he's he's dead he thinks that he has a mental problem so it is because he doesn't he cannot put it together and that's why he he says that and with regards to that that those feelings like you said friend before uh, i wish we all knew that and we all did that because why not keep you know uh be calmer at all times and um not be so afflicted because these afflictions will maybe like and he like he says here could maybe do a lot of harm to our emotions and thoughts no that's not could not maybe it it does right it harms our emotions and it harms our thoughts just like he was talking before and we already mentioned this i think two or three times when in the one of the first chapters when they were talking while steward incarnated he says don't don't can you can you notice that we would only be talking about this because we are in this situation? And here's the same thing once again, right? And usually when we are afflicted, it affects the way we think. It affects our emotions. It affects what we do. And that's what we need to be careful about, right? How we feel and what types of afflictions and what types of things I am allowing myself to have, Uh, in my mind I allow myself to have within me and what should I do with it how should I uh, work this work this out and uh, this is still uh, bugging them and will still bug them uh, for a while and of course with this the, the scene that happens right after this right with the things that happen why right, right after this with the lady screaming and, and saying that she cannot stand it anymore and so on maybe somebody told her that she's dead uh, and then she's trying to starting to make that connection but we can see how the affliction that she has affects her emotions and her thoughts and only a person that is calmer that really knows what's happening and really knows how to to work that and how to work with that person can do something that's when that now nurse comes and tells tells the lady that's screaming looking for her her mother um she says she says look uh you can go home. Who told you that you will not be able to go home? Is that uh, our doors are always open, but for now, we need to rest. You know, you're so tired. You're so so sick for now that we need to, to do something uh, with you. Uh, you will receive news, but maybe now it's not the right time. So let's rest a little bit and let's see what comes out of it. So we can clearly see that uh, when when we know how to deal with these things, when when we think prior to to happening, and when it happens, we will maybe know a little bit better, and we will act differently. And that's why when we were talking about Ernesto in the beginning, we we thought, oh, maybe he will know more when he discarnates. But um, he, he is still not certain because he is still on that phase of uh, is this really true? Did, did, did it really happen to me? Like I said before, and despite knowing all this, it's not about the knowledge only, right? It's about how we take that knowledge and bring it down to the level of of feeling that knowledge, right? The knowledge is important and is where we start, but we need to move from knowledge to practice we need to put that knowledge into ourselves and practice that and that's why fontini still doesn't doesn't feel that he doesn't uh, he didn't really completely grasp the concept of not dying he understands it but he doesn't feel it he doesn't uh, have it within him he doesn't have it uh, still doesn't have it within himself and he's working on that and so that's why um, I was talking about all the the mental problem. Well, I have a mental problem. It, it is him trying to deal with that knowledge becoming a feeling, becoming uh, an emotion that's really into him. And he 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 knows that so much, friend, that he even asks Evelina about uh, a priest. Right? Oh, did you talk to a priest? Did you did you uh, talk to to, did, he, did he tell you something about what you were going going through, what you are going through? So he is he knows that there's it it is something about discarnation uh, process. It is something about death. It is something that a priest would probably know something about it, uh, but he still doesn't want to uh, to accept it until it will hit him and it will hit us at one day. And hopefully we will be ready to 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 deal with it and to to know how to to live through this situation, right?
0: Yeah, that's right, Mackenzie. And that brings us to chapter seven, which we're going to discuss next week. Alzira, it's the name of the woman, provides information. So let's think about all what we've discussed today and how we can prepare ourselves so that the transition we are going through one day will be smoother in a way. And maybe we will be be able to accept our new reality quicker. So we wish you all a great week with many blessings. And we're looking forward to being back together with you on Cardiac Radio next week.